You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Great to have you with me here on Listen Up. It is an open forum Wednesday. You can fire away with your questions, anything you want to talk about. As I said, it is an open forum Wednesday. Get you ready for the NFL playoffs, which begin on Saturday. we got three days of NFL playoffs with a Monday night playoff game as well. So uh, we certainly have a lot to uh, talk about. You know, when uh, we criticize owners of pro sports teams in Sacramento, Vivek Ranadive, uh, gets criticized, and rightfully so. Did you see what Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, said? I love it. The buck stops with me, and this experience makes me even more determined to bring Indiana a contending team. We are already working towards the future, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to put us in a position to win next year and for years to come. How about that? Taking full ownership. The buck stops with me. That's how you own a football team. That's how you do it. All right? Uh, you don't disappear. You know, you don't push your fan base away. Uh, that's how you run an that that's how you run an organization. The buck stops with me. Absolutely right. Then you had co-owner of the New York Giants, John Mara, today. And he talked about firing Joe Judge. He said, yes, yes, it is the most embarrassed I've been. I kept thinking during the season we hit rock bottom. And then each week it got a little worse. Now that sounds like the Sacramento Kings, does it not? I, I kept throwing, I kept thinking during this season we hit rock, we hit rock bottom. And then each week it got a little worse. <laughs> that. That sounds like a Sacramento Kings fan because I've done a couple of rants this year where I've talked about rock bottom, and then a week or two later, I'm doing another rant, and I'm talking about rock bottom. Now, speaking of rock bottom, tonight, once again, will be an embarrassing night at the Sacramento Public Library because tonight, the L.A. Lakers are in town, and you know what that means, right? That means that the arena is going to be filled with Laker fans. That's what that means. And so if if the Lakers should prevail, and I don't understand why they wouldn't, but it is the NBA, and you never know what's going to happen from game to game, you will see 
Laker fans taking over the facility, acting arrogant like they always do, acting rude like they always do, rubbing into the face of the Kings fans like they always do. And Kings fans, the few thousand that will show up for this game, will sit there and they will have to take it. It will be an embarrassment the same way when the Golden State Warriors now come into Sacramento and the place is full of Warrior fans. Tonight, it will be full of Laker fans. And it is one of the top two worst nights of the season when you have the Lakers invade Sacramento and bring their obnoxious fans with them. That's exactly what's going to happen tonight. So if you're going to the game and you are a fan of Sacramento, good luck. Good luck. Because you're going to be sitting next to Laker fans. And should the Lakers prevail, it is going to be a difficult scene to digest. Period. Now, there is a way to prevent that from happening, and that would be for the home team to show up, which doesn't happen very often, but tonight would be nice if they showed up. The Lakers have won four or five. They beat Portland on New Year's Eve, beat Minnesota, beat Sacramento at home, beat Atlanta at home, then they lost to Memphis. So they haven't really had a tough schedule in their last five games. Again, tonight, Sacramento, and then they go on and take on Denver on Friday. But you know, and I know, that if the Kings should falter tonight, the Laker fans at the end of the game will be obnoxious as they've ever been. Guarantee it. There are a couple of things that you can guarantee and you can circle every year, and that's one of them. That's one of them. And it is a bad look. And let's hope. Hope, I guess pray might be a better word, that the players for Sacramento will want to come out and play tonight. Because you just never know. You just never know with this team. You never know. You don't know what to expect. You have no idea. No idea. Kings could come out and play a spirited game and win. They could come out and play well for a quarter or two, then go into a rut. Or they could just come out and not be into it and not be competitive. That would surprise me with it being the Lakers. But then again, nothing really surprises me with the Sacramento Kings. All right, NFL this weekend. It starts on Saturday with the Raiders and the Bengals, the early game. The late game has New England at Buffalo for the third time this year. Sunday, Philly at Tampa. Then you have San Francisco at Dallas. The night game is Pittsburgh at Kansas City. And on Monday, you've got the Cardinals and the Rams. So, You know, if you had to watch a couple of games, the only game I would watch on Saturday would be the Niners and the Cowboys. The other two games really don't interest me. 
Vegas and Cincinnati, New England and Buffalo, both those games interest me. And Arizona at the Rams interest me. Saturday, the only game that I would really, I mean, I'll watch them all, but the only game that really interests me that I think could be a really good game is San Francisco and Dallas. You know the routine. Raise your hand. Hit your hand icon. I'll put you up on stage, and you can come on with me, all right? So bring me your questions. Open Forum Wednesday. You talk about anything that you want to, and we'll do it right here on Listen App. Again, you got the NFL schedule. Uh, busy night in the association. And again, the Kings are playing the Lakers. That game coming your way at 7 o'clock. All right, let's get to E-Train. E-Train, you'll start us off here on a Wednesday. How are you? Yeah, hey, Grant. Good afternoon. Uh, what do you think Jacksonville needs to do with their number one pick in the offseason? It's a great, great question. Uh, they better get a impact player uh, without question when you have that type of a pick. I'm going to start getting into the NFL draft in about three or four weeks with Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. You know, they do have a lot of needs. I'm talking about Jacksonville. It will be very interesting to see what direction they go uh, because they will be able to get an impact player at that selection. Are you a fan of Jacksonville? And if so, what direction would you like to see them go? I'm not really a Jacksonville fan, but since they seem, you hope, pretty solid at quarterback, you know, where else do you go from there? Well, they're not going quarterback. We all know that. This is not a strong draft for quarterbacks. It's not anything like last year or the year before. So, obviously, you know, they're not going to go quarterback. They're also in a very good position, you know, to trade down. uh, But there really isn't that quarterback in the draft this year. I mean, if you look at all of the so-called draft experts You know, they're all saying the same thing. This is not a year for quarterbacks. Last year was, this year is not. So, you know, we know that. We know 100% they're not taking a quarterback. But if there is a team out there that feels like there is a quarterback worthy of number one, they're, they're in a position where they can trade down. I'm not saying they will, but they're in a position to do that. I agree with you because I think Trevor Lawrence, you know, you can't really put all this season on his shoulders and you hope that, you know, they're good at quarterback for a few years at least. Well, I think they feel they've got their quarterback of the future. I mean, he did play very well, you know, against the Colts going into the offseason. You know, I do a show twice a week with Sean Salisbury on the uh, on nofilter.net. And Sean teaches the quarterback position. He played in the NFL. He played in college. And he still thinks Trevor Lawrence is going to be outstanding. And, you know, again, he evaluates the quarterback position. He thinks he's going to be really, really good. So, um you know, again, I'm with you. You can't put anything on Trevor Lawrence this year. That would be totally unfair. Similarly to Zach Wilson and the Jets. I mean, both teams are so bad. It's very difficult to evaluate a quarterback when you have such a bad team. It really is. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Grant. All right, E-Train. Thank you. Appreciate it. If you want to get in on the program, do what E-Train did. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. But, you know, again, the NFL draft this coming year is not a draft for quarterbacks you know it's just not you know and it it's um you know like for instance if, like I'm a Giants fan right and you know I'm not sure Daniel Jones is the guy and the Giants have the fifth pick and the seventh pick hmm you know what I wouldn't mind them taking a quarterback on, on normal years but I'm not so sure I'm not so sure that this year is one of those, you know, Uh, I I just don't see it. So, you know, 
I'm thinking that if you are looking at this draft from a Jacksonville perspective, they need, and I know it's a cliche, they need good players. I mean, they really do. They need, period, good players. And, you know, it would not hurt to, I guess, you know, take the best offensive lineman in this draft because there are a lot of good offensive linemen projected to come in uh, to this draft. And if you look at a guy like, you know, Evan Neal out of Alabama, you know, I, I and then you got Hutchinson, you know, that defensive end out of Michigan who clearly looks like he's going to be a top two to three pick. Uh, but I'm looking at offensive line to go with Trevor Lawrence, and most people have Evan Neal as the best offensive lineman uh, in the draft. So, you know, again, time will tell. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. We get to Alfred. Hey, Al, how are you today? I'm good, Grant. Hey, I hope you don't mind uh, me talking about my team for a bit, my football team, because I just it's taken a couple of days. I'm still not over the loss on Sunday to the Niners, you know, me being a Rams fan. But I just want to say I got to look at the, the season as a whole and, you know, it was, a, it was a tough, tough loss. But, you know, they finished, They were at 7-4 at one point, you know, a game behind the Cardinals with six games to play. And, like, at that point, the so-called experts said the remaining schedule was, you know, second or t- toughest remaining schedule. They won five out of the last six. You know, they were – you know, I thought that 7-4 and four and struggling, you know, with turnovers. They were, they were almost – I was hoping maybe they can't just get in the playoffs, but – you know, winning a division in a tough division, I have to look at the big picture, you know. They, they won yeah. the division. Yep. It was McVay's third division title in five years. And, you know, you can say, talk about Shanahan's dominance over the Niners, but you got to look at the big picture. He's 7-3 and three against the Niners and 5-15 and 15 against Arizona and Seattle. And conversely you – you know, He's 7-3 and three against the Rams. You said seven right, three right. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, yeah. sorry. I said I don't yeah. want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. No, and f- about five and fifteen against yeah. the other two teams. Overall yeah. division record twelve and eighteen, and where conversely, yeah, okay, one team out of out of three yep. dominates you. But McVay's nine and one against Arizona, eight and three against Seattle. So overall, McVay's twenty one and eleven. Yep. And I'm just gonna. I, I mean, with everything that's happened, they lost Cam Akers, their best running back before the season even started, you know, and, and the, the big quarterback swap, you know, which I, I like what Stafford's done. I know I don't think they would have had 12 wins with golf. That's my personal opinion. And I just got to, you know, appreciate the, 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 the entirety of the thing. I'm just trying to get over – still getting over Sunday, you know. It was it was a brutal – Well, you know what? You just yeah. hit a real key. You just gave McVay's record against Arizona, and that's who they play – this weekend. And here's the deal. You and I both know this. Sean McVay, who took the team to the Super Bowl just a short period of time ago, you know, no one's going to evaluate the Rams on the regular season. Everyone is going to evaluate the Rams and the Matthew Stafford trade and, you know, the pickup of two key veterans, you know, obviously with Miller and Beckham. The the Rams are going to be evaluated beginning this week. No one's going to care about the regular season. This team is going to make it or break it. People will 
base their expect or not expectations, their their evaluations based on what they see starting this weekend. I mean, this is it. A lot of people still think the Rams have as talented of a team as there is in the NFC. Now it's time to prove it. All right. You won the division and it's a tough division. Let's not kid anybody. Yeah. That's a tough division. And now now it's time uh, to to start playing the way people think you are capable of playing. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to also make one statement. I'm hearing about, you know, the dream team when I picked up Miller and Beckham. Beck, a dream team is is two guys, two three fourths your team that's in their prime, like the Nets. You know that that's a dream team. Beckham, he hasn't had really a statistical. You know this. He hasn't had really a big statistical season since he played for the Giants. And Von Miller, he still got something in the tank, and they're both playing well, but they're not. You know Irving and uh, and uh, uh, you know, you know Dur- and Dur- Durant. Yes, yes, you're right. And but here's the deal. And Harden, they're going to be evaluated based starting right. this Monday night. That's it. But plain and simple, Al. You're Al. You're not going to care that they lost to the 49ers on Sunday. You know, if the Rams win a couple of games in the playoffs. And here's the other yeah. thing: you could have the Rams and 49ers meet again in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know if you've been through this as a Giants fan losing to one team in the division. For both teams have had their share yeah. of streaks in the division yeah. against each other, but if, I don't know if you've gone through that. The 17 game one, what was almost like when that one ended with Warner and those guys, that's when you knew maybe yeah. maybe that was their year. But I don't know if the Giants have had anything. They did. Like they went that. through a bad stretch with Philadelphia for a while. I've been there. I understand what it's oh. like. And. Uh, well, listen, good oh. luck on Monday. Good luck uh, to you on Monday, and I always appreciate your phone call, Al. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you for taking my call, man. I appreciate oh, that. And uh, I hope your Giants can find a good guy. We, oh. I sent you a clip about uh, the GM yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and the yep. manager. And then, uh, you know, go, go build around Jones because she's better than anything that's in the draft right now. And good luck to your team, and thank you for the comments. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Uh, if you want to get on, just raise your hand. And I will put you up on stage, and you can join me. And it's uh, Kiram. Hello, Kiram. You're on with Grant. Thank you very much. How's it I... going, Grant? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Um, so I kind of want to switch things up a little bit. I'm a big soccer fan in the area. I know yep. you're not super huge on soccer, but maybe I could find something that we could uh, discuss in terms of some common ground. And yep. that's the Republic FC. Yep. What? on earth is happening to this ownership group i mean ron burkle ditched us when it was time to be an owner of the kings i think he would have done a much much better job than vivek um and now he's just left us hanging once again with soccer so what are your thoughts on that i'll tell you my thoughts i think ron burkle should be ashamed of himself and i think that the uh, city of sacramento should never let him back into town uh and i'm obviously being you know cynical when i say that uh he went right up to the finish line and he let down Kevin Nagel and the ownership group. They thought they had a deal with Burkle. Burkle has been known to back out of deals at the last minute. That's his M.O. as a businessman. And what Ron Burkle did to Kevin Nagel and the ownership group and the city of Sacramento is uh, disgraceful. It really is. And now, and, and when you say I'm not a big soccer fan, I'm not. But you know what I am? I'm a guy that has vision and I have common sense. And I said this on the radio for years in Sacramento. And I always, listen, I know Kevin Nagel. I'm being very transparent. I'm friends with Kevin. And every time I used to meet with Kevin, I would go, Kevin, why are you building a soccer facility with only 22,000 seats? I go, you're going to be able to sell way more than 22,000. Because I 
I, right. I know the Sacramento region. I know the crazy fan base. And I'm like, Kevin, 22,000 is not going to be a big enough facility. And he kept on telling me it's going to be fine. We're going to build it with the ability to expand and it's going to be fine. And, you know, Kevin's a businessman. I'm not. What I am is I'm a sports fan and I know the Sacramento market like the back of my hand. And even though I'm not a soccer fan, I realize that Sacramento is a hotbed for soccer and that the don't you agree with me? If you if you had the MLS come to Sacramento, which now it looks like it's not going to happen and you built this state of the art facility and you had twenty two thousand five hundred seats, that thing would be sold out in 10 minutes, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not only soccer, like think about outdoor concerts. I mean, the yes. potential is endless, especially with yep. like COVID restrictions indoors and whatnot. Going yeah, forward. absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, uh, back to your initial question. You asked me, what do I think is going to happen? I don't think the MLS is coming to Sacramento. I think Don Garber, he's also, to me, been kind of shady to deal with. Uh, I think Don Garber is not bringing the MLS to Sacramento. And I think that the, the, the Ron Burkle has cost Sacramento a chance to get into the MLS game. Now, is it possible that Kevin has got another whale that is ready to go? It's always possible, but it needs to happen like yesterday in order for the MLS to look at Sacramento again. And here's the other issue that's really making it difficult for markets like Sacramento. Every time there's a delay, if you've noticed, the amount of the expansion fee keeps on going up and up and up, and it becomes more expensive to get into the MLS game. Personally, my own opinion, and, and I'd love to get your opinion on this, I think the MLS is expanding too quickly. I think they are overvaluing their product. I think that they are going too fast, and I think it's going to come back and bite them. That's my opinion. What do you think of that? A little too fast, but at the same time, they lost a lot of money in terms of the pandemic. So that's why it just didn't really make sense as to why they wouldn't want that expansion money up front from Sacramento and other cities. So I think they kind of got the balance good, um, but I'd probably cap it at 30. I wouldn't I wouldn't go more than that many teams because uh, okay. then you get a lot of other issues that come with that. Absolutely. Do you think, what about the talent? Are you worried about that? Is there enough talent to, you know, Get on 30 teams. Is there enough talent, in your opinion, where you can have quality soccer? I think so. It's a little bit different with soccer. It's a global sport, so there's always willing and hungry players ready to hop in. Uh, bigger rosters, 11 players on the pitch. So I'm not as much worried about dilution as I am like competition in terms of markets being too close to one another and attendances dropping and just the interest being there. Uh, that's where most of my concern is. Well, I got to tell you, I went out to the Republic game a couple times every season. I always had a good time. I always had a good time. And uh, again, I'm not a crazy soccer fan. I'm being very honest. It's uh, for me personally, and I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, I don't understand the game. And you know what? I probably don't understand the game. I There's not enough action in it for me. And that's why I've been so soured on baseball lately. I don't really watch baseball that much anymore because it bores me to death. You know, I, right. I, I wouldn't say soccer bores me to death. That would be a little bit extreme, but I'm more of an action sport. You're going to say, Grant, there is a lot of action. You don't understand the game. And you, and, I, and I might say, OK, uh, maybe that's true, but I just I don't get into it like a lot of people like yourself. But I but with that being said, I'm not critical of the sport I see in Sacramento the popularity. I see how many crazy fans there are. Like, I got to tell you, I have a lot of friends in Sacramento and they get up early on Sundays to watch, you know, the Premier League. They get up early to watch soccer overseas and they it's part of their sports habit, their viewing habit. They do it all the time. 
they're getting up early. I'm sure you do too. So, I mean, I, I understand that there are a lot of soccer fans in Sacramento, and, and I, I think it's an absolute travesty what Ron Burkle did. Travesty. I think it's an absolute travesty. Oh, yeah. I get up super early, especially for those World Cup qualifiers, the ones in Asia that, yep. you know, start at 4 a.m. over here. So uh, it's a shame that we're not going to be getting MLS anytime soon. I don't know if Vivek or you'd even want him to uh, have a hand in a soccer team here. But I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want him to have a hand in a soccer team. I mean, I, that would be me. But if it meant getting soccer or not getting soccer, then, yes, I would. But, I mean, I I, I think he's already shown that he's not capable of running a sports franchise properly. So why would you want him to have a soccer team? Absolutely. And I'm not sure if you were at the celebrations that day, but um, I did run into Dwayne Dedman. A um, couple other Kings personnel were there as well uh, back in October 2019, I believe it was. I, I was. I did the show. I did my show live uh, from right there on uh, Capitol Mall. I did my show right there live and I had Don Garber on the show. I had on, you know, I had a lot of different people on the show. Yeah, I was there. And again, did we did the show live that day right there from from the site. Darn, must have just missed you then. Uh, it was fun was while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, I know it was. Uh, you know, that was a great turnout. It was fun. But uh, I was there for a couple of hours. You know, not only did I do my show, I actually hung out there for about an hour after I got off the air. and I had a great time. I think we all did. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Uh, Garibaldi yep. had a fantastic performance. So He's at least best. we got that out of it. Yep. Hey, thanks for the call. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Take care, Grant. You too. That's a good call. You know, again, it's kind of nice to talk about some other things once in a while. You know, what Ron Burkle did to Sacramento is a travesty. It, re- it just is. I mean, it really is. You know, uh, what he did to Kevin Nagel and the ownership group and the city of Sacramento is uh, is bad. There's just no other way to say it. it's bad. You know, he let the team on. You know, he was at the press conference, you know, with Gavin Newsom, Don Garber, uh, Kevin Nagel, all the other investors. You know, Ron Burke was right up there on stage, you know, as, as the formal MLS is coming to Sacramento. And then he just lets the team down and the city down at the 11th hour. Bad news. Bad news. No other way to say it. Bad news. All right, if you want to get in on the program, uh, hit your hand icon. If you're going to the game tonight in Sacramento, I'd love to hear from you and tell me if you're nervous about what I was talking about. Nervous, you know what I mean. Like, there's nothing worse There's nothing worse than being in your home venue and having the other team's fans take it over, like the Raiders, right? Like when the Raiders played the Chargers down in L.A. or down in San Diego before they moved, they took over the stadium. You know, it's embarrassing. Just like the Niner fans on Sunday basically took over SoFi. It's embarrassing for the home team and the fans. You know, it's like, come on, really? You know, especially the Kings and the Lakers. You know, for the Laker fans, it's easy for them to get tickets to Sacramento. Nobody in Sacramento wants to go to the games, and they can sell their tickets for a premium. Hell yeah, of course they're going to sell their tickets. Why would they Why would they not? Why would you go watch the Kings play right now? They stink. You know, and again, we there's too many times that I come on here and we talk about after games, and we talk about the lack of effort, lack of pride. Why would you want to spend your money on a team that doesn't have any heart. 
You know, the Kings are a season worst 11 games under 500. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. And after tonight, I mean, if the Kings don't win three games in a row, there ought to be an investigation. Seriously. They play the Rockets Friday and the Rockets Sunday. The Rockets have lost 9 of 10. They are 11 and 31. They don't even care. And then they play the Pistons, who are 9 and 31. So, like, if you, after the game tonight, if the Kings do not win three games in a row, okay, then something is, like, if you think we're talking about something is wrong now, if you can't beat the Rockets and the Pistons three games in a row now, then I don't know what the hell to tell you. Seriously. I mean, the Rockets are so bad. They are so bad. You know, I don't know how they beat Washington last week. You know, their losing streak. I mean, think just just look at I'm going to I'm going to run down this. These uh, at Cleveland loss, New York loss, at Detroit win, at Chicago loss, at Milwaukee loss, at Indiana loss, at Charlotte loss, home Lakers loss, home Miami loss, home Denver loss, at Philly loss. Again, somehow they won at Washington. This is a brutal schedule, by the way. Dallas loss, Minnesota loss, Philly loss. All right, now I'm going to read you the score, the numbers in the last five games. These are these are the points that they've given up in their last five losses. You ready for this? 124, 133, 130, 141, 111. If the Kings do not beat the Houston Rockets, both Friday and Sunday, there ought to be an investigation of what the hell is going on. Seriously. I mean, the Rockets are beyond pathetic. It's embarrassing. And again, I have no idea how the hell they beat Washington. I don't know. Maybe that was a game where Washington had, you know, eight guys out because of COVID. I, I, I'm I, not really keeping up with Washington. but And that score was uh, 114 to 111. But I will also tell you this. The Rockets are going to come into Sacramento thinking, you know what? Our season sucks. We can't win. But we're playing a bad team and we can beat these guys. And if you give them a little bit of leeway and they start feeling good about themselves, you just never know. But they're terrible. Absolutely terrible. Hey, if you want to get in on the program, just hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we will certainly uh, take your phone calls if you want to talk about the NFL playoffs coming up on Sunday, or I should say Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, we can do that. You know, again, you can say all you want about teams that made the playoffs and whether they're playing well or whether they didn't play well entering the postseason. Like, for instance, you can look at the Arizona Cardinals, right? The Cardinals did not play well coming into the playoffs. But if they beat the Rams on Monday, that tune is going to change. It's all going to change. It's all going to change. All right, let's get to some more phone calls. When I put you up on stage like Eddie, Eddie, you got to hit that microphone icon at the bottom of your device. That little, uh, it will turn green, and then you will be on with me, uh, and you can uh, ask me a question. It's really that simple. Just hit your microphone icon, uh, and we will uh, put you right up uh, on with me. And then, again, just raise your hand to everyone else. Uh, 
uh, and we will put you on. Eddie, I'm going to put you back in the audience real quickly. Raise your hand again, Eddie. Raise your hand again, and then hit that microphone icon on the bottom of your device, and that way you'll be able to come on with me. All right, so do it again. You know, we'll practice. We'll get you on. Nothing to be worried about. Nothing to be nervous about. It's your first time, just like uh, some others. And uh, it's a new app, relatively speaking. A lot of people aren't sure how to do it. It's very simple. Just like you did, hit your hand icon and then hit that microphone icon uh, at the bottom of your device. All right. Anyone else that's listening that wants to come on, it is an open forum Wednesday, which means uh, we can talk about anything. You know, it's also going to be interesting. Uh, to see if there is any COVID issues with the NFL playoffs this weekend. Let's cross our fingers and hope not. Let's get to Mohammed. Mohammed, thank you very much for calling. How are you this afternoon? Hey, I'm doing good. Just, you know, waiting for that <laughs> uneventful Kings-Lakers game tonight, even though we should be excited for it. Yeah, but you said should be. I, the thing is with the the Kings, you never know what you're going to get. You know, that's the problem. You don't know if the Kings are going to show up tonight or not. I mean, I know it's frustrating as hell, but that's the reality. You just don't know if they're coming out with heart or if they go through a, a bad five-minute stretch where they get outscored 10 nothing. are they going to mail it in or are they going to be, you know, ready to roll? I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. Yeah, and I think it just comes down to also some of these players, they're like, all right, I'm playing a high-profile team. And, you know, they kind of probably get amped up more for these kind of games. So I would think so. You don't know what you're going to get. You might get a buddy going for 30-35, or you might go two for 18 from the three-point line. (laughs) Isn't that the truth, right? That is so very true, you know? And and Uh, a question. Um, So after, uh, you know, sporting events on the ESPN app, all the way at the bottom it shows – how many people were in, in attendance at the game? So for the Kings-Cavs game on Monday, it showed 69% attendance, around 12,000 people. Uh, just want to get your take on how accurate are those numbers? Are they just based I, on tickets that were available? That were no, those are b- based on tickets that are sold. So any ticket that is sold, they count as uh, you're going to the game, even if you don't go to the game. There are a lot of people that are not going to the games that have tickets that can't sell their tickets and can't give their tickets away. And But if the ticket has been sold, if the Kings have sold their ticket, that counts as attendance. Got it. So, like, yeah, it didn't look like 12,000 people at that Kings-Cavs no. game. I don't think there were 6,000 people at the Kings-Cavs game based on uh, – I didn't watch the game, but based on some of the people I talked to, they thought that there was maybe six to 7,000 people in the building. Man, that's just crazy to me that we're at this stage. Sacramento, diehard Kings uh, City, yep. that's all we have, you know? Well, you, and- you, have, you have an owner, in my opinion, who's done uh, a horrible job, who has pushed the people away, and I really believe that. Um, he's pushed a lot of people away from going to the games. And you there? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, you got cut off. Oh. I'm sorry. Anyway, but what I'm saying is, Mohammed, I, I don't blame the fans. I, I got to be honest. I, if I was a season ticket holder, I wouldn't be going either. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame the fans either. It's like, how much more can we take? My yeah. other thing was, um, what was it? What's up with these uh, teams sitting their players? Like, you got like a player like LeBron coming into, say, Charlotte or something. You know, kids are looking forward to watching LeBron. It's terrible. Steve uh, Kerr, Steve Kerr did it in uh, Toronto on the last road trip where he didn't play uh, Steph Curry. It's like, that's absurd. You're in town once a year. Play Steph Curry, you know, play him seven minutes a half if you have to, just to let the fans see him. That's, yeah, you know, that's, that's I, my thing. Why don't they yeah. just play them? Like, just don't say they're sitting out. Just play them I don't two know. minutes a quarter. I think sometimes coaches uh, forget why they get paid. They get paid because of TV and the fans. And I, I've, I've, I have all the respect in the world for Steve Kerr. I love the guy, but that's a bad move uh, on his part. It's terrible. It's absolutely awful. Do you, do you think it's because um, it affects the player stats if they play and, you know, they're not really doing much? Maybe. Uh, that, that could be. Um, but, you know, to me, the NBA needs to be able to fix that and tell a coach, listen, you know what, if you're going to rest a player, tell you what, we'll, you, you know, play the player seven minutes a half, and we'll have a special rule where you can eliminate a player's stats for two games out of the year or something. I mean, there's a yeah, way to get around be, it, you know? That would be the perfect solution because, yep. like, it's sad if you're – if uh, terrible. I, I was reading, reading online, someone was looking forward to Bogdanovich playing, and they had gotten Christmas tickets for their daughter or something. And then it's terrible. Play. Terrible. Hey, thanks for the call. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care, Grant. Yep, you do the same. Yeah, there's no question about that. All right, let's get back to Eddie. Eddie, uh, there you go. Eddie, you're on with Grant. How are you? Thanks. Well, there you go. How are you, Eddie? Hey, Grant. How are you, bud? Good. Thank you for calling back. What can I do for you? Yeah, hey, I just wanted to uh, thank you. Um, I moved to Sacramento in 99, and since then I've left. But um, towards the end of ARCO, you didn't specifically tell me to buy season tickets, but I, I, I felt the urge to buy season tickets. And uh, we had a great time at, at, at basketball games for the Kings for five years. And then we since left, we, we moved out of state. Um, but I just wanted to thank you for that. And then another thing is um, I always wondered what happened to Stanley from your KHTK show. Yeah, I don't know. I would love to have Stanley call, uh, but, you know, he probably doesn't know that I'm doing this show. Uh, you know, he was always a guy that I loved you know, going back and forth with, we had a lot of fun. It was good natured. I mean, we, you know, I, we had a lot of fun and, you know, Stanley obviously is pretty outlandish, but it made for good radio. It was entertaining, but yeah, obviously I haven't talked to him in over two years now. So I'm not really sure Eddie, you know, what's going on with Stanley again. He may not even know Well, I'm sure he probably doesn't, or he probably would have chimed in with the Cowboys in the playoffs this weekend. But yeah, I, I wish I, I wish he would, uh, you know, find out about me here on listen app and take the time to call in one day. That was great radio. It really was great with with uh, that whole late nineties, yeah. early two yes. thousands. That was all great <laughs> radio. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I I appreciate your support. And uh, where you live? What state you're in now? Colorado. Okay, how how are you enjoying it? Oh, I love it. I love it. The cold isn't as bad as I thought it would be. Good for you. Yeah, Colorado is <laughs> beautiful. It's a great state. All right. Well, thanks, Grant. Hey, Eddie, thank you. Appreciate it very much. Good stuff right there. If you want to chime in before we adjourn on the program, all you need to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will get you right on. If you look at the uh, NBA tonight, again, uh, very busy. Boston and Indiana, Philly host Charlotte. By the way, no movement today in the Ben Simmons. I guess the agent met with the Sixers and 
you know, what a fiasco that is. Orlando and Washington. Uh, Miami is at Atlanta. The Knicks host the Mavs. Houston is in San Antonio before they come to Sacramento on Friday. Cleveland's in Salt Lake to take on the Jazz. The Nets and Bulls from Chicago. And again, the Kings and the Lakers from Sacktown. So that is your uh, NBA schedule. Uh, tomorrow we'll get into the NFL playoffs some more. We will uh, break down some of these games. Of course, you know, the games start on Saturday, which makes it a very interesting uh, football weekend. The baseball, all right, they're going to talk tomorrow about trying to resolve their differences. And right now, I don't think anybody gives a damn. It's January. But if they don't make significant progress tomorrow, then I would think spring training would definitely be uh, in jeopardy. So hopefully we'll have an update on that when we uh, come on here tomorrow on Listen App at 3 o'clock. Again, probably, you know, I I know a lot of players don't like spring training, so they're probably not going to, you know, lose any sleep over the fact that, you know, they may have a condensed spring training. But, you know, I was reading today, you know, I thought the date was about February 15th to get the season started on time. And I was told it's closer to March 1st. You'd have an abbreviated spring training, and then you could still get the season started on the 31st. So, you know, we'll see. What What is tomorrow? The, what, the 13th? So, They've got a few more weeks to iron us out. I mean, we'd be naive to think that they're going to meet tomorrow and be able to work out a deal. That's not going to happen. They might be able to work out a couple of areas and get closer, but I I can't be too optimistic that they're going to be able to work out a deal tomorrow. I mean, that that would surprise me. You know, it would surprise me. It really would. Uh, But with baseball, yeah. I don't know what the hell is going on with baseball. It just doesn't seem like I ever get to do it right. They really don't. Uh, Tony, I want to get you on, but you got to hit that microphone icon on the bottom of your device. And when you do, I will uh, put you on with me. There you go. Hey, Tony, thanks very much for calling. How are you? Great, Grant. How about you? Good. Thanks for calling. What can I do? Hey, I, I called you on uh, Monday first time, so I'm calling you back again already. So, uh, hey, um, big Raider fan. So I'm, I wanted to, your take on Derek Carr overall, the, the season. I mean, got a lot of Raider fans are like need a new quarterback, that kind of thing. And, uh, I'm, I'm big on, I mean, who are you going to replace him with? I mean, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not available. Patrick Mahomes is not available, that type of thing. You know, uh, I think, uh, I'd say he's top 12 to 15 quarterback in the I'll NFL you, right now. I did a show yesterday for an hour with Sean Salisbury on No Filter Network. And Sean, of course, former NFL quarterback. Yeah. And I told him that I thought that Jimmy Garoppolo was the most underappreciated player uh, in the in football. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go a step further. And he said, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the most underappreciated quarterback in the NFC. And he said, I think Derek Carr is the most underappreciated quarterback in the AFC. He loves Derek Carr. He thinks he's the MVP of the Raiders. He said, without Carr, without Derek Carr, uh, there's not a chance in the world that the Raiders would be anywhere near the playoffs. He felt that it was Derek Carr who kept this team together through the John Gruden uh, situation, the tragedy with drugs. He put it all on Carr, the loyalty, the leadership. He's huge on Carr. And I got to give Carr credit, man. You know what? With everything that happened this year, to have the Raiders in the playoffs, winning at Indianapolis, then winning the game uh, Sunday against the Chargers, I, I got to give the guy a lot of credit. I really do. I think, you know, again, I, I agree with Sean. I think he's largely responsible for the Raiders. You know, I think Derek Carr does not get enough respect. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I agree completely with you. I mean, he def- definitely has his limitations, especially, you know, running the ball, that type of thing. But, uh, you know, you, you can't be good at every aspect as a quarterback. Nope. And uh... Whoop. Hey, I'm sorry about that, Tony. I cut you off. That was my fault, not your fault. So I apologize for that. But I'm with you on that, Tony. And uh, thanks very much. It was a very good question. Sorry, I just hit the wrong button there, Tony. Uh, listen, Carr is a guy that is underappreciated. And I've been, listen, I've been critical of him at times because, you know, I think, you know, that's part of sports to be critical. And, but when I'm also, I'm also not afraid to praise the guy. And right now I am praising a guy. So Tony, thanks again. I really appreciate it. And again, my apologies uh, for cutting you off there. If you want to get in uh, before we wrap up the show today, now is your time, hit your hand, hand icon, uh, and I will put you right on. But I, I think both quarterbacks, you know, again, we talk about Bay Area and Technically, the Raiders aren't Bay Area anymore because they're in Vegas, but you get the drift. You know, both guys, you know, basically in the same market, both underappreciated. Garoppolo's underappreciated. Carr's underappreciated. And I call it unfair, call it whatever you want, but neither of these teams are in the playoffs without what Garoppolo did for the Niners and without what Derek Carr did uh, for the Raiders. I think that is very, very clear. All right, tomorrow, 3 o'clock. We'll talk more NFL. We'll take more of your phone calls. Really great having you on. I also appreciate the soccer call today. We can talk about anything right here on Listen App. That's what we love to do, all right? Appreciate you chiming in. Make it a good afternoon. And thanks again. Grant Napier saying so. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.